You're listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is a show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. Um, this week, I've got a period episode for you. Okay, it's about to get soupy. So our live story comes from Marta Jean Evans. And Marta told the story of um, a date she took to a wedding that ended up getting a little messy. This week, I sat down with LA-based comic Ella Gale. And Ella told me about one of her first periods, which happened on an airplane. Here's Ella Gale. So I had just spent a week with my family at Disney World um, with my mom and sister and my aunt and my cousin, and we were on the plane coming home. Wait, how old are you? I was 12. Okay. I was 12 when this happened. And I Where had, are you from? I'm from Colorado. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And so flying from Orlando back to Colorado Springs, and I had gotten my period once, like a year earlier, and then nothing. And I was sitting in my seat on the plane, and I just felt this, like, like rush. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I immediately, like, ran to the bathroom on the plane, and... Uh, it was like covered in blood. Oh god. And somebody rounded up a, a pad for me, I think. And then I put that on <laughs> and then like ten minutes later I just felt like another rush and I went <laughs> to the bathroom again and that pad was completely soaked through. And uh, my like seat, my plane seat was just covered in blood. Well, you know, that's a flotation device, so I feel like it would be absorbent. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, um, and then the plane landed, and I think I had, like... Did they have to land early for you? They didn't have to (laughs) land early for me, but at some point, I think I had probably, like, worn a jacket around my waist when I went to the bathroom, but, like, I didn't want to get up and, like, let, like, literally everybody on the plane (laughs) see this, like, huge puddle of blood I had left (laughs) on the airplane seat. And so I, I think I just like sat on the plane crying until oh, literally everybody had left. With all and, the like, old people. A that stewardess, are yeah, a stewardess like came up to me and was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "I'm just waiting for my mom." Oh. And then eventually, uh, one of the stewardesses, I think she had like an extra pair. Of, it was probably like American Airlines like standard issue shorts, and she like gave me her shorts so I didn't have to leave the airport wearing like just like blood drenched clothing I have no idea what they did with the seat they must have replaced I mean I can't it can't be the first time this has happened (laughs) that somebody has in some way you know (laughs) ruined an airline seat yeah, a lot goes think, on up in the sky, I think. Yeah, people die. It's The fun. pressures are changing. It really fucks with your body. Does it? Is that a thing? Okay, I think it is, but I also could be wrong. But I always get really, like, bloated, and I think it's because, you know how, like, a bag of chips gets bigger when you're up there, and then it goes back down? I think my, yeah. that's what my organs are doing. I mean, I know no, I have no proof to back pressure up. change, like, pH levels <clears throat> in your blood. Oh, really? Yeah, because I'm from Colorado, it's... At a pretty high altitude and so that's something that'll happen if you go from like sea level to higher altitude 
is you just don't sleep well and it does like it's the same thing it's like if you were scuba diving um, it like changes the acidification in your blood so I don't know if it also and planes have the same effect huh. of like lower altitude well that makes more sense than my uh, my organs are a bag of chips <laughs> theory <laughs> Which but I, I don't have know told many people. if your blood, like, <laughs> off-gassing uh, nitrogen would really cause your period to get bad, but let's just say it does. Yeah. I think, I, for me, I feel like this story was the, it was the perfect storm of, like, probably one of the worst periods I've had in my life, and then also, like, where I was still so humiliated by, like, literally anything having to do with my period. Yeah. And um, also, I think... I feel like this is like very personal. Can I get very personal? Oh yeah. That's, yeah so that's I think that week oh, oh I had God. been uh, <laughs> the cat is acting. I had insane. been uh, you know experimenting with the detachable shower head Hell in yeah. the Orlando <laughs> hotel room, but I was like convinced. What a vacation, Disney World. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Just really. Uh, but I was convinced I had like done it to myself that I had like oh. filled myself with water and that it was oh. like all my fault. And I think I believed that for a. I was like. Just like ashamed of like literally every oh my thing God. about this story. That's so funny. So sorry, American <laughs> Airlines, that you had to probably replace a whole seat cushion. <laughs> Maybe they just like rip the cover off and they put a new one on and all. Yeah, you know, got, I think every so airline too. seat just covered in huge amounts of fluids. They've got to have replaceable. But it's probably yeah. a, it's probably like they have hazmat like standards. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Um, um, so that was my just big, uh, I do th- I don't know if that's like, okay, some people, I like, when you're a kid and you think you blame yourself for the weird stuff that your body does, and I, like, you, were you religious growing up? Sometimes I think that's like kind of like a Catholic thing where they're like, no, I, but also like, it's funny, my family is not, they're like liberals, even though we live in a conservative area. Although I assume how conservative Colorado Springs is like affected the quality of sex ed and like health I got growing up. But they just, we just like, we just like didn't talk about stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I remember my mom being like kind of mad when I would bleed on things, which is like, I would probably be a little, be a little annoyed if I had a kid who was like bleeding on shit. But it's also like, (laughs) come on, let's like. You can't hold it in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could try, but, um... <laughs> um, it reminded... But that reminded me of... I was hanging out with this guy, and his dick was, like, a little curved. And he was like, I think it's because of the weird way I was masturbating as a kid. Like, leaning on... Like, like kind of, like, laying on his stomach. And I was like... This is an adult man. And I was like, you think you jacked up weird as a kid, and it changed the way your body is forever. Like, I was like, don't you think he just have a curved dick and that's why you liked jacking off like like you know it's like so easy to like flip it in your head to be like this is my fault I ruined myself <laughs> it, it I feel like I'm I'm 32 now and it's like only within the past year I I don't know why tampons fall out of my bag constantly they get caught in my wallet and I'm like always like <laughs> I also usually have like plenty with me and it's only this year where I just like don't care anymore like, I'll carry a box of tampons to my car, just, like, li- you know, loose. Mm. Or, like, grab one or something. <laughs> and it's, like, pretty recent that I've just, like, stopped. Just, like, I refuse to be ashamed of it anymore. What kind of tampons? 
Um, what ones do you like? <laughs> what do I... I get the... I, I like the variety pack. But, like, plastic applicator, what we have. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Those are the best... I saw, I've said this a million times on the podcast, so, but I switched to the Diva Cup, which I really like. But before that, I know the plastic ones are, like, the worst ones for the environment, but it's, like... I mean, they just slide right in. It's, like... The cardboard one, you need a hammer. Like... <laughs> They get if they get bent a little, then they don't work anymore, and I'm like struggling to. I hadn't even thought about the environmental implication. I guess I'm just gonna feel bad. Those ones are bad. I the Diva Cup was recommended to me pretty recently, and by somebody who I was like surprised that that was their choice. So maybe it's just honestly, it's just convenient more so than the like environment. That's great too, but like cheap. And it's, like, you don't have to... I guess it's different. I've never had, like, a super heavy flow, so it's, like, I don't have to change it that often. So, for me, it's, like, it's, like, not even having it in. It's nice. I forget it. I I do forget it. Is it in there? Um, I just got a copper IUD. Oh, nice. Which showed up in a lot of... You just got it? Yeah. Like, um, mid-February. How did it... Did anything happen to you? Um, no, it was the... Getting it put in, it, like hurt pretty bad for like a second and then it was fine but you haven't had any like weird periods or anything uh no my last one lasted like 11 days okay yeah but it wasn't like catastrophic it was fine i would say overall like from getting that one i totally understand that i would say my periods are pretty heavy anyway and i was like I'm just gonna try it. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, satisfied. I, the with people it. that I know that have it love it, and but I swear at Planned Parenthood it was almost like I felt like they were like getting a deal on the other ones or something, and they were like it felt like they were trying to make me, and so I did it because they were like some people get really bad cramps and periods from the copper one, and I was like I don't want that, and then I got the hormonal one and I had my period for 35 days, and I was like okay great. My old man doctor was like. You know, maybe if I'm a young woman, I get the uh, one with hormones. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I was like, I did all the reading. Please just give me the thing I've selected. Wait, so he did try to get you to do He tried to get one? me to... But I think it's coming on. I think it's because a lot of women get really bad periods. It's supposed to clear up. Yeah. This, and it did, and like now I don't have a period at all, really. Once in a while I do, but... Um, <clears throat> anyway, well, I, you can always get it swapped out. Well, when I got it, I was on my mom's health insurance, and it was for free. So I'm like, I wonder what it would be like to swap it out, like how much I would have to pay. So I think I'm, I think I'm in it for the long haul on this one, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Well. Oh, that's good. That's perfect. We can. Um, Oh, the one other thing I was going to say, though, what about, like, first period? I think it's interesting that your first one was, like, a gusher. Because my first no, one... This was the second one. Oh, the se- but the first one was, like, a year before. Yeah, and it, then there was, was a and big... it was, like, a full... There was, like, a really long gap. Because, like, I was, like... I was a really late bloomer. Um, I don't know if you can already... You can probably tell that about me. <laughs> I kind of have the vibes. But, um... So I was, like, 14 years old. And I, like, was dying to have my period because all my friends did. And I yeah. felt, like, a, you know, like a freak. And... And then if I, I finally, I was in a Walmart, and I was like, <gasps> there's, like, a tiny little drop of blood on my underwear, and I'm like, I'm a woman. <laughs> and then my, in a Walmart. <laughs> yeah, which Incredible. is, that's about right. But, uh, but then I, so then I, like, thought I needed a tampon, but I wasn't, it wasn't at a tampon level yet, and I just remember, like, 
just the driest pussy trying to put a tampon <laughs> in and then try to go swimming and it's like halfway out I couldn't get it in all the way like rough it's yeah it's so hard when you first start doing it and then and there's like no information or there, well there's the uh, there's that little piece of bible paper in there that was <laughs> like a diagram <laughs> bible paper that's such a funny it's so thin you know what I mean the, yeah like... <laughs> you um... can really join with it but not much else that much information. But I feel like even that, it doesn't contain the information you need. Like, the information you need is, like, whatever's going on, it's probably normal. Yeah. Uh, there, like, could be wide variations in, like, texture. And, and chunks. Use Get two, ready for yeah. chunks. And That'll you can use two at a time. Like. What? Yeah, double up. You can put two tampons in at one time? Yes! On Did you not know this? No. Oh my I'm just god. i now. <laughs> That's no, like literally. That's like improved my life so much. I didn't figure it out till like wow, so like my twenties. I think I read it in a running magazine once, and I was like, "Do you have to put them in at the same time? How uh, do you put them in? Are they in like um, like a shotgun barrel, or is it like uh, I just go single file? <laughs> I just go one, and then I kind of like find a spot for the other one, and it goes. Wow, interesting. Okay, at our live show, we put out slips of paper for the audience to write down their own disgusting ladylike stories, and these are some of those stories, and I'll, and I'll begin. I read my mom's diary and found out after she got divorced, she had sex with someone my age, 30-ish, at an orgy where they were really fucked up. Go mom. <laughs> Love it. I know. Mom. <laughs> Although, I would, reading your mom's diary could be such a... It could have gone, could have gone the other way. That is a mistake. Don't read anybody's stuff. Oh, diary. I wouldn't want. Yeah, you do, some of that stuff you're not supposed to. I found I uh, brought back to LA my own diaries from when I was like fifteen, and I just have not been able to bear to even open them. <laughs> Wait, were you? Are you a journaler? No, but I did study abroad for a year, and I kept a diary that year. Okay. It's like, I, it would be interesting to read. I have never, I don't have the constitution to, like, I I have, like, five journals, and all of them, two pages in, are done. They're just empty notebooks. Um, even now, with my comedy notebooks, they're not organized at all. I have, like, six going at any one time, and they're all, like, random. They have, like, blank pages and, like, grocery lists and stuff yeah. in them. Mine, I have one, it's falling apart and it's just literally the same set list written down hundreds of times so I hate myself <laughs> no I kind of love that if anybody finds it and doesn't know about stand-up comedy though they are gonna think oh I'm my god lunatic. I never thought about that it's like that scene in The Shining when it's like <laughs> they would be like what's like dog shit like tampon over and over and over yeah oof yeah that would be I just like to, before I go up, I like to, like, even though I know, like, what I'm going to do, I just like to write it down, like, to kind of get oh, it in yeah. my head. And... I started, <clears throat> sometimes I'll scribble down, like, ten jokes and then be like, okay, these are the priorities, and you kind of order them. Yeah, I always put it in, like, an exact, do you kind of, like, I know some people are like, well, I know I want to do these in whatever order I do them in, but I'm like, that, like, scares the shit out of me. I mostly have, like, a like a pretty solid plan yeah I like order. but I try to like click them together like what makes sense kind of but who knows if that is real or not but um okay 
Here you go. Um, this one's short and sweet. A raw egg thrown at my face and I swallowed some of it. Oopsie. <laughs> I want to know the backstory. Why there is somebody throwing lot. a raw egg at your face? I hope it was. That would hurt. And was it unshell? I guess that would be really weird to like, a loose crack egg. open an egg <laughs> and then like hold it in your hand and like fling it at somebody. <laughs> okay. Here's one. Um, woke up after a night of drinking with some... With some terrible yeast infection symptoms. Oh, I love this one. Okay. Woke up after a night of drinking with some terrible yeast infection symptoms. Went to urgent care for a swab and whilst waiting pantsless on the table, had to fart. Thanks, hangover and beer ghosts. Doctor does the swab and leaves. I need to use the bathroom for some post-drinking diarrhea. Get up from the bed slash table and realize it was not a fart. <laughs> It was a shart, and there was a skin mark on the covering and up my ass. Uh, tried to cover it up. It had to, and had what? Oh, and had to bathroom. Come out of the bathroom, and the nurse informed me she changed the table linens. I can't look her in the face. She also informs me that the yeast infection culture is negative. <laughs> is there any way I can have an STD? Probably. Gives me two huge horse pills and a shot. I leave in shame. A week later. Still have yeast infection symptoms. Went to the gyno. Yep, yeast infection. <laughs> to share yourself at the doctor would be. <laughs> I part of me is though is like those people have seen everything. Yes, <clears throat> it would be. I mean, it would still be. Well, I don't even. I get embarrassed, and I'm like, I know. Yeah, it's kind of like what you're talking about. It's like, I'm old enough. I shouldn't be embarrassed by this. But when I get off the table and, like, there's, like, wetness, like, I'm, I'm like, I always, like, bunch the bunch the linens up and, like, kind of put them in a ball when I leave because I'm, like, I don't want people to see, like, yeah. my pussy marks. Like, <laughs> a little, like, slug trail. Um, should I do one? Mm-hmm. I was having sex with my ex-boyfriend and I suddenly got a terrible cramping pain. I made him pull out and my Nuva ring came out on his dick like it was on a tray. <laughs> like, was it like, I want to know, was it like wrapped around the I dick? I think it was, or was sitting, it like on the sitting on the top. That's what it's <laughs> Which the image is delightful. It's very funny. I've heard of it coming out like on the dick, like, like uh, horseshoes. Like... <laughs> But then I guess it would be hard to pull out because it's like, yeah. Well, yeah. I thought you had to bend those things to get them in. That those kind of sound nice too. I heard you just pop them in and then you pop them out and another option. Mm-hmm. You can keep basically anything up inside your vagina for months at a time, and <laughs> and it's no sweat at all. <laughs> That's I think what's the most special. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it is kind of shocking, that, like. That's because a diva cup is like big. It's like as big as a shot glass, and it's like once it's in there, you wouldn't have any idea. Like it's crazy to think you can just have it up there, keep it around. I guess a baby fits up there too, but there's lots of stuff. Anyways, okay. Yeah. Snacks. Yeah. Rockman's. <laughs> Goldfish crackers. <laughs> um. Okay, I have one more. Okay. <laughs> I have drank a Red Bull every day for seven years, so my esophagus no longer works very well. This sounds like a really a fixable problem, but uh, 
This has caused me to regurgitate certain items with unfortunate ease. Two examples would be a completely intact birth control pill and an unchewed sour punch straw. It always catches me off guard and all it takes is a light cough. <laughs> well, hopefully you re-swallowed the pill and yeah. did not re-swallow the that could sour be, straw. That could be a bigger problem, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've had that where you like swallow a pill and you don't quite get it. I can like feel it in my in my yeah. gullet. It's annoying. Yeah. That's um. <laughs> one of my sister's friends had like acid reflux kind of stuff when we were growing up. Yeah, and she would just burp and like whatever she ate would come out like all the time, like chunks of. <laughs> it was like problems. I feel the like I've sneezed and like gotten had like a little little tippet fly out. <laughs> Or when you're, like, in the middle of eating something and a sneeze is coming and you're like, ah. Just, like, swallow that shit as quickly as you can and, like, really try to get it down there. I was at work and I was drinking, like, a latte and I did that and sprayed milk. Like, it, like fire me for what I just did, but it was disgusting. <laughs> uh... This last one of mine, I just like. I routinely pull one or both of my butt muscles having sex. <laughs> both? Yeah. Hell yeah. Really good. Have you ever? I've, I think I've had um, like a, my foot cramp up during sex. Yes. And that's about it. I've had my foot cramp. This is embarrassing. I've had my foot cramp up when I'm jacking off. <laughs> Where I'm like, drink some fucking water. Jesus. <laughs> I like, need to get my shit together. <laughs> that shit hurts really. That it's like one of the most. Really, um, and also, you just have to like sit there in pain for a moment before it. I grab it, and pull it, and fix it. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of in tune with my body. Um, <laughs> what do you even do when it's your butt muscle, though? Um, massage it out. I don't. I talked to this person after the show because I read it on stage, um, and then they because I was like, I did, I didn't super understand the like, uh, mechanics of it, and they came up to me and said, they're using a strap-on, and so it was kind of, getting the angles was hard on the butt cheeks, I guess. <laughs> that makes more sense to me, yes. for sure, because it's like, you've got something attached to you that's not quite attached, and you got to, yeah. like, give it a lot of support from your buns. Um, we'll go this person. Yeah, <laughs> this is one of the only ones, usually these are, like, a lot of, I sometimes raise more questions than they answer, and this is the only time somebody came up to me after and was like, I can explain to you what happened. <laughs> Our live story comes from Marta Jean Evans. Marta is a performer uh, based in Chicago, and you can see her uh, performing with the Fly Honeys or the Grelly DeBall show, and this was recorded in February of 2020. Here's Marta Jean Evans. My name is Marta Jean Evans. Thank you. Um, I was asked to do Ladylike, uh, and for you people that don't know me, I have a very high threshold for gross shit and uh, offensive things and bluntness and just, you know, farty stuff. 
In fact, I just farted over there when I was waiting to come up on the stage. Um, so I was asked to do this. I'm very excited to be here. And of course, you think about what story, like what's the one gross story that I can tell? Uh, and I realized that my life is an accumulation of tiny, disgusting stories that are just compiled in this one body. Uh, for instance, it was exactly 12 days ago uh, that I was working on a two-day hangover from the Longman Needle employee party in which I fell off a bar stool. Yeah, there's video footage of it. It's funny. Uh, so I was working on a two-day hangover, and I was in bed sleeping. Uh, let's be honest, I just hadn't gotten out of bed. It was in the afternoon. I'm discussing you. And uh, I was just, you know, coming out of my slumber and just laying there, and I <coughs> coughed. And at that very moment, a little poo came out of my asshole. Yes, that's right. I coughed and shit myself at the age of 33. And if you're wondering, it was not solid at all. Yeah, so that's just one little story there. Um, uh, oh, very, uh, very closely related, when I was 12, I was sick, I was wearing a long t-shirt, and I sneezed and shit on the tile floor in my parents' house. Also not soft. Had to clean that up, so that was cool. Um, and just a lot of farting, my, you know, like I, I just, I'm a flatulent person. It's a very open farting household that I live in. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, so. I'm mulling over what I'm gonna talk about, and I finally just threw the dart, and I'm gonna tell you this story. The year is 2009. I am 24 years old. I am uh, freshly broken up with. Or uh, I've been separated from my college boyfriend on and off for four and a half years. Uh, also funny, segue, one time I slept walk in his bedroom and I pissed all over his floor and uh, he yelled at me when I was midstream because I was so drunk I was sleepwalking and thought I was in the bathroom to which I awoke and was like, oh yeah, leave me alone! And then I left the house and he called me and said, where the fuck are you going? Get back in here, I'll be clean your piss up! So I had to clean up his bait piss-soaked jeans that were in the dresser next to where I laid my territory at. Um, so, fresh and single, and I am a bridesmaid in my stepbrother's wedding. I really fucking hate being a bridesmaid. I've done it like six times. It just keeps coming, and I finally learned how to say no, thank God. Um, so I'm fresh and single, and I'm like, I gotta bring a date to this. So I'm going through my little black Michigan book, because my family lives in Michigan, and trying to realize who I'm gonna bring to this wedding that I can have fun and have sex with after, because that's the you know that's the goal. I'm gonna have professional makeup and wear a dress that I hate and I'll never wear again. Uh, so I decide to invite uh, a gentleman that I had been crushing on for a while. We're gonna go ahead and just call him Nick. Um, so I got a hold of Nick and and he agreed to be my date and we were very excited and it was great. And, uh, and I have a type that I am attracted to. They're short, typically dark-haired, and a cocky asshole. Uh, which is why I married a tall, very kind ginger man. Not my type. 
this is one of the best, best decisions I've ever made. Um, so, <clears throat> go to the wedding. Uh, I have to stand up in a Catholic ceremony. It's 45 minutes long. It's fucking awful. Uh, my stepbrother, who isn't Catholic, uh, but might as well be now because he has five children. And he found out about the fifth two weeks after he got a vasectomy. So, you know. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Um, so I go to this man's, this man's wedding, my stepbrother, and, uh, and Nick meets me at the reception. Uh, and when I say I have a type, also tack this onto it. I'm attracted to white guys who are urban influenced. Uh, I dated a white rapper for four and a half years, if that tells you anything. Uh, so Nick shows up to the wedding, he's got gator shoes on. And he's wearing a suit that's typically reserved uh, for a black man to wear, but he, this short, cocky white man is wearing this suit. I'm like, all right, we're gonna have fun. This guy's a blast, he likes to dance. I was wondering, I'm like, I'm somebody likes to dance. So we're dancing, and we're having fun, and, and I know that we're gonna fuck because this is you know, the goal, and he keeps touching my ass, and I keep having to elbow him not to grope me in front of my family. Because, you know, they don't need to know I'm gonna fuck. Like, they can figure it out, but I don't need you to, like, put your hand on my cleavage in front of their faces. That's not the goal. So I gotta keep... Calm down, bro. We're doing... Let get there. <laughs> so the reception ends, and we get on the shuttle back to the hotel where everyone is staying, and, and uh, we're sharing a hotel room. Uh, and he was very gracious. He paid for said hotel room. So he paid for my sex. So, you know, cool. <laughs> Felt special. I never paid for that. And uh, and so we get back in the room and we're, you know, drinking and hanging out and joking around. And then we start making out and you know we're having fun. I'm like, yeah, fucking heck, we're getting getting down into this. Uh, so we're fooling around and then I don't know if any of you have ever truly experienced this, but he pulls out. A golden ticket. And when I say a golden ticket, he pulls out a magnum wrapper from his pocket. Meaning that his dick is so big that he actually uses a magnum. When most people use magnums, it's like a joke thing. They're like, oh, my dick's so big, I need a magnum. And it's never that big. Well, guess what, folks? It was the golden ticket. And he did indeed have a big Willy Wonka in his pants and he was ready to give it to me. And I was ready to receive that chocolate factory. Um, anyways, so, I'm like, sick, fuck yeah. He, he sheaths his giant sword with his magnum condom, and we start having sex, and it is great. I'm telling you, I'm having the time of my life. At this time, my pussy still works, so I am very wet. Now I need to prepare, and I use like a whole thing of olive oil down there to make sure things are sliding appropriately. And I'm like, oh my god, this is fucking awesome. This huge big dick is fucking me. I'm so happy. I'm like, oh, I'm so wet. And then he stops. And I'm like, oh, what's wrong? And he steps back. And what I haven't said at this time is I was at the end of my period. This was like day five, and usually day five is like, there's some leftover spotting, you know, maybe one last little push, but nothing to worry about. I was like, I'm in the clear. I can totally have sex with this guy. I don't have to worry about any of this period blood. Oh no. It wasn't until I looked down and I saw 
all of the blood. <laughs> People make jokes about a crime scene. I'm not fucking kidding. This was a legit crime scene in this fresh white hotel bed. And I'm just like, whoa! Oh no! At this time, I am mortified, absolutely mortified by what my body has just done. My pussy actually went against me. It just, it sabotaged me from enjoying this giant, huge, big dick. Or maybe the dick is so big that it just pushed a pocket out and it's like, there's no more room left for blood in here because the big old dick is making way. So, giant blood stain on the bed. Here we are. I go into full-blown panicked Puerto Rican cleaning mode. I start taking the sheets off the bed. I'm throwing it into the tub and starting to wash them with the soap and the shampoo, the little freebies that come in the hotel. I'm just scrubbing in the tub. And I mean, I'm drunk and I'm mortified and this is terrible. And, and this time I'm like, oh God, everyone had a chance to ever have sex again. I'm gonna go ahead and just crawl to a dark room forever. And, uh, and he stops me and he's like, hey, what are you doing? It's okay. He was so nice. He's like, it's all right, let's just go to bed, no big deal. All right, thank you for being nice. Uh, needless to say, we did not finish having sex. I did not come, he did not come. And we just went to bed on a mattress. <laughs> a blood kissed mattress with a top sheet over it, and a comforter over that. And uh, yeah, I woke the next day and remembered the absolute horror that I had gone through the night before and went into the bathroom and looked in the tub and, oh God, I forgot those sheets were in there. Oh God, they were so bloody. And uh, yeah, we said our goodbyes. He drove away in his Ford Focus. Gold Ford Focus. Playing T.I. Yes. And uh, and we've never spoken ever since that day. I've never talked to him ever again. Uh, we were Facebook friends. He now has a child and is married, so some other woman is enjoying his giant, huge cock. Um, but I think I unfriended him a couple years ago because I do this thing when it's people's birthdays and they come up and I don't know you or I don't remember you or I fucking hate you. Happy birthday, you've been unfriended. So I'm pretty sure I unfriended him just because I didn't need any of the reminders of that one lovely night where I bled all over his giant cock and all over myself and all over the hotel bed. And I'm surprised that I didn't get a call from the police station because they probably thought somebody had been murdered in that hotel room. Um, but it was just in fact that my pussy had been murdered. Yeah. Yes, so there you have it. That's my story. Uh, thank you. But now I know as an adult, it's okay not to be ashamed of your vagina or your period blood or your hair or anything like that. But uh, also get an ID because then you don't bleed for five years. Yeah! All right, thank you so much. I'm Marta Jones. You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. I've been here with Alec Gale. Yeah, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Hella Kale. Nice. 
Thank you. And um, uh, on Insta at Hella Gale. And uh, just keep an eye out for my satire pieces. I write a lot of satire for a range of places. I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast has been produced by me. If you'd like to check out our live show, it happens every third Monday of the month at Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. The live show is produced by myself, Lucia Whalen, and Elise Fernandez. And the theme song is from Natalie Grace Alford. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please rate and subscribe this podcast, and we'll see you next week. Whoa!